What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Catching Heaters. I am your host, Matt, and as always, I am excited to be here with you today. Have another great episode on the docket for you. Earlier in the week, we went ahead and broke down uh, the 60-man rosters in the National League. And today, I'm going to go through the 60-man rosters for the AL East, the AL Central, and the AL West and kind of go through who, what, what are the top prospects that they have on those rosters, and then give you a little insight on a couple guys from each roster that you might want to keep an eye on uh, for them potentially making a debut or making some type of impact uh, during the shortened season. Before we jump into it, a couple quick uh, headlines from uh, baseball and what's been going on. A couple things that stuck out to me. Obviously, uh, Yasiel Puig going to the Braves, which is a Big time signing for the Braves um, with them in that outfield, kind of just adding some more depth with the DH position. Man, that makes that lineup really deep. You know, you think about um, Austin Riley, um, who's a guy they might have DH'd and kind of flipped back and forth between third and the outfield. Now they kind of can rotate um, some people in the outfield between Acuna um, and now uh, that they have Azuna and people like that, it's going to really extend that lineup even further. And man, in the NL East, that is going to be a brutal division this year with everybody in there. Talk about the Mets and uh, Nationals and the Phillies. You know, I was really on the Phillies, but with this signing, it just really extends that lineup, and it's hard to not consider the Braves the, the favorite in the NL East this year. It just kind of is going to come down to that youth in pitching. Is is Are they going to have enough arms um, and put out enough quality starts in, in that bullpen, which kind of struggled last year. Are they really going to be able to hold down um, that side of the spectrum for the Braves? But you can't be mad at that lineup. It is looking really good. You talk about a lot of guys I'm noticing, you know, obviously they're going on IL for these, for testing positive for COVID. And it really makes me think uh, throughout the year that we're going to see a lot of this, of, of guys kind of, all right, they're going on the IL for an extended period of time for testing positive for COVID, and it's going to create a lot of interesting um, opportunities for some guys in areas depending on the team and what happens. So Charlie Blackman goes on the IL, um, I believe that was yesterday, and a guy that I've been mentioning, Sam Hilliard, um, with no Ian Desmond anymore, if if Blackman's time is extended through the, the start of the season, you're going to have some guys that are going to get some opportunities uh, to perform. And if they perform well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be very intriguing for fantasy and, and the baseball card market. Uh, two other quick notes. Uh, injury-wise, uh, Julio Rodriguez, the top prospect for the Mariners, it looks like he hurt his wrist um, sliding in. Uh, don't have a ton of details on that yet exactly because it happened yesterday, but from what I saw on Twitter and um, from some of the other headlines that some of the people said he was in pretty uh, pretty good pain and, and distress there. So hopefully it's nothing too bad. Obviously, he probably wasn't going to make his debut this year, but I'll go more into depth um, on him and some of the other guys when I get break down the Mariners, but never want to see guys getting injured. And then, of course, Christian Pasche, who uh, sprained his ankle 
And this happened like two days ago, and I wonder if that has any impact on why they end up signing Puig because you were thinking about um, the Braves' depth, and uh, Christian Pasche was a guy that probably was going to get caught up this year, especially because of his elite defensive skills and his ability, you know, the power um, that he had uh, in his bat and everything and the tools that he brings to the team. I wonder if that ankle sprain is a little more serious than what they're putting out at first, and then they go to sign Puig just to make sure they have the depth. Um, but that's something to keep an eye on. You never want to see you guys get injured, but um, these are the type of things that could come up during the year, and these deeper 60-man rosters, um, it kind of allows for teams to um, pick teams. Of course, they're going to start with the, the active 30-man um, and then kind of tear down, like I talked about in previous episodes, to 28 and then 26 um, but let's see what happens moving forward. Those are a couple um, headlines from what I saw that stuck out. Of course, there's some other guys um, testing positive for COVID and whatnot. So uh, we are just seven days away. And man, baseball is in the air. It just, it just feels like clean, fresh air. I can, I can smell it. It smells good, don't it, huh? Can you taste it? I can taste it in the air. Oh, man, baby. Oh, man. Taste that air. It tastes good, don't it? I don't know if you've ever seen Next Friday, but that's what I feel like right now. I feel like Day Day trying to tell Craig that it just it's in the air, baby. It feels good. It tastes good. Baseball is almost back, and I hope that we can play out this whole season, and it, it really feels good to be talking baseball and see it on, on TV, teams playing these inter-squad games and getting ramped up and a, a lot of fun things coming for sports. Hopefully hopefully we all can, can remain healthy and we'll get back to some normalcy here. But in the meantime, they're going to play without people in the stands and I think it's still going to be a great atmosphere. I think they're going to do a great job. So baseball is almost here. I'm excited for that. All right, guys, let's jump into uh, the 60-man rosters um, on the AL side. I'm going to start with the AL East, and we're going to start with the Orioles. Now, the Orioles, um, they didn't name a ton, ton of their top prospects to the 60-man. Um, they're already, a lot of them are kind of up kind of on that tier of the majors already. But two of, the, two of the main guys that they have up is Austin Hayes and Hunter Harvey, and a couple of deeper guys a lot of a lot of pitching and what what I was talking about before is a lot of these 60 man rosters are going to have a lot of pitching um on this cuz they're going to want the depth on these teams. So since they just have two guys kind of ranked in that top 15 echelon, Austin Hayes is a guy that got a taste last year, 68 ABs, he had four home runs, he hit 309, so had a nice showing in his first um first taste of the bigs. He's got a 50 hit tool, uh 55 power, 50 run. 50 field and a 60 arm. They're kind of describing him. He's a he's an aggressive hitter. You know has has a, a average power and average tools. So he's probably one of those guys in the outfield that could make a nice impact this year. And I got to keep an eye on for the Orioles. Hunter Harvey. The, both these guys are definitely playing with the Orioles this year at, at some point. Um, Hunter Harvey's fastball 90 97 really ramps it up. Um, it's above average pitch. He's got a power curveball. Um, and what they're saying is that I don't know if he's going to be a, a starter in that rotation, but he looks more um, like a closer type because of that. You have that high um, high mile, mile power fastball, uh, really great fastball in the upper 90s, and then the power curveball. So he's got the wipeout pitch. So they're looking at him possibly maybe as a closer. That's what scouts are saying. 
So keep an eye out for Hunter Harvey, maybe, um, you know, to get some of those higher leverage situations for the Orioles. Um, even though the Orioles probably aren't going to make a huge impact this year, especially with the powerhouse that the AL East is. Let's move on to the Boston Red Sox. And they're kind of the same in the same position right now as the Orioles. They don't have a ton of their top-tier prospects on the 60-man roster. And they, they do have a, a good amount of depth at the major league level. Um, but the two guys within that top 15 that they have up is Bobby uh, Delbeck and C.J. Uh, uh, Chatham. Chatham. Um, and then they got a they got some other major league guys, or uh, I'm sorry, some other guys that are outside of that top 15 that you know potentially could make an impact this year. A lot of pitching, uh, Mike Sherwin, Robinson Lair, Chris Mazea, uh, Phillips Valdez, Matt Hart, Kyle Hart, uh, and John Andrelli. So you you think about some of these uh, younger guys that possibly could make an impact. The top, the guys in the top fifteen are probably there a fifty fifty chance of making their debut this year. Uh, Bobby uh, Delbeck, he's a forty five hit, seventy power. He's got a forty run, sixty field, and a seventy arm. Between Double A AA and Triple A last year, he hit twenty seven home runs. Really, he's got some great plate discipline. He's got a solid on base, but he's not gonna hit for high average. He's gonna be more of a low average guy. He's more, more or less. He's probably they have him at th- listed at third base, but once he gets to the majors, he's probably more going to fit at that first base or the outfield corner outfield position. And just because you think about Devers there being at third, he's locked in. He's really not going to be able to make his way to the majors unless they put him at that first base or outfield uh, position. But he does have elite power, so um, I think he's a 50-50 shot of coming up this year. Uh, so keep an eye on um, Bobby uh, Dalbeck. You got CJ Chat- Chatham. Um, he's more of a contact hitter, not really any power uh, from him. He's he's one of those uh, middle infielder type uh, players who's going to uh, kind of just hit, be that contact hitter. More than likely, he's a reserve type player uh, with maybe getting some time at second base. But I think Jose Peraza is the guy that uh, the Red Sox are going to have at second base this year. But if you're talking about depth and a guy that can uh, provide um, some nice infield and defensive play, if some of these guys go down or something happens, he's probably a 50-50 chance of coming up as well. And then also on the outside of the top 15, uh, Jonathan Areza, he kind of has some position versatility uh, with him. He's playing shortstop at double A. And I think, like I was saying with uh, Chatham, if something kind of comes up and they have uh, some need for infield depth, you could see one of these two guys come up. Um, Jonathan Areza has kind of a backup potential long term but he has a position versatility so he could be a player where you could play him at short second maybe the outfield as well and a lot of clubs are looking for those type of super utility guys that can play anywhere um his last name is spelled a-r-a-u-z i'm probably pronouncing it wrong um but keep an eye on some of those guys for the red Sox that are on the 60 man like i said they're pretty deep at the major league level so Probably not a ton of guys getting called up unless you have um, some people going out with COVID. Let's move on to the Yankees. And 
at the major league level, man, they are pretty stacked, but they do have quite a bit quite a bit of prospects on their 60 man that are kind of in that top 15 range. All of them are basically pitchers though. Uh that's a lot of their top tier guys in their in their system are going to be uh prospects at the moment. So let's go down who they uh they kept Clark uh, Schmidt, uh DV Garcia, uh Luis Mendia, uh Luis Gill, Estevan Floro, Alexander Vizcaino, uh, Albert Abreu, and Michael King. Those are some of the main guys um, in their top 15 that they have uh, put on the 60-man roster. Now, how many of these guys are going to make an impact at the major leagues this year? I only I see two of these guys with like an you know 75-80% chance of coming up. They probably will at some point just because they're rotating guys in. You look at uh, Clark Schmidt. He's a guy that his fastball is kind of hitting 92, 95. They give him a plus changeup. He's a guy that's probably in the future a mid middle of the rotation uh, type player, type pitcher. But he's someone who kind of changes his arm slots uh, quite a bit, which is uh, something that they like. So keep an eye on Clark Schmidt to possibly eat up some innings. He's probably, if he does make an impact, I don't know if he's going to get any starts, but he could be a middle um a mid-reliever type guy. And then you have uh, D.V. Garcia. This guy's got a really big uh, breaking curveball, 93-plus uh, on the fastball. Uh, and he started to add a slider into his repertoire last year, and he's still very young. I think they're kind of split on him if he's going to be a reliever or starter. But I kind of think that plays into this season and needing to bring guys up where they could put him in higher leverage situations later in innings if they do need him and to give some guys some rest. So keep an eye on those two um, pitchers there. And then they do have a couple players um, deeper that could potentially make a debut. Ben Heller, Zach uh, Granite, who's uh, in the outfield, who's at AAA right now. Um, So... A lot of pitching, a lot of youth in the pitching categories. A lot of the people that they have um, within the top 15 are at the lower levels, so they might not be making a big impact. And then one of the other guys is Michael King for the Yankees. So just keep an eye out uh, for some of those players. Um, Like I said, a lot of pitching, guys. Let's move on to the Rays, which they have a lot of youth on their roster, and they kept up a lot of these guys. Of course, everybody knows Wander Franco. Um, I don't foresee him coming up this year unless something crazy happens. He was just at high A last year. But you never know. Uh, if, the, if the Rays get hot and they want to add an influx of youth or a guy that can really make an impact, you never know at the end of the year. If they think he is ready to go, they could call him up. But I think he's probably a 20%, 30% chance um of of him coming up this year now the guys that they that they else that they kept on their are 60 man you got wander franco brendan mckay uh vidal brujan uh josh lowe shane baez uh shane mccallahan uh, ronaldo hernandez joe ryan randy uh orzina lucius fox those are some of the top-tier guys that they have on the sixth man, which is a lot. And a lot of these guys are position players as well. So it's going to be interesting. Obviously, if you're familiar with prospects, you know about Brendan McKay. Everyone would hope that he would be the Shohei Atani type, but I don't really see him 
being played like like the Angels are doing Otani, I think that the Rays probably are going to use him more as a pitcher. And one of the things on McKay is he really has, you know, the plus command uh, for him, which is really intriguing. Uh, you think about a guy that really can command the zone and uh, contribute on both sides. I mean, you never know if they're going to continue to use him as a DH or play him on some of the off days because he, he was really impressive on some of the appearances that he had last year when he was hitting. So uh, keep an eye on McKay this year, especially from uh, a card standpoint, because I think that if they do use him more on both sides, you could see a rise in his cards, especially if the Rays are one of those hot teams out of the gate and McKay is playing an impact um, from a pitching and hitting standpoint. Um, and then the next guy you have that I, he's probably an 80, 75% chance uh, at second base is uh, Vidal Brujan. He's a high average guy on base oriented, uh, really versatile. He kind of fits the Rays philosophy of wanting guys that can play multiple positions. Uh, I, he's really athletic. I don't, see him being a huge power guy but he's going to fit into the mix of the versatility of being able to play multiple positions so if things come up he definitely is going to get a shot Josh Lowe who is at who was at double a last year in the outfield he hit 252 with 18 home runs and 30 stolen bases and he can play all the outfield positions he's a plus runner I think the the thing on him is can he be consistent enough and how much is he going to hit at the major league level? You think he's hitting 252 at double A, but he's that power speed combination that is always intriguing in in fantasy and um, you know on on major league level teams. So if something comes up, I think he has you know a 50 percent chance of possibly being able to call up. The Rays do have a lot of depth. I think the guy that who's definitely going to get a run this year in the outfield is Randy. Uh, Ornizia, Oriznia. Um he is from the Cardinals, so I've, I've always been a fan of his. The Cardinals just have so much outfield depth that we ended up trading him uh, to the Rays, and he's he's a potential strong average hitter. He he hit three forty four last year between Double A AA and Triple A in twenty nineteen. His best tool for Randy is his speed, and he can play all the outfield positions. He does have a little bit of pop as well. So I think he's going to get mixed in in that Rays outfield. He's probably uh, the fourth outfielder right now, and I would be looking at him first before you think about Josh Lowell, but you never know with everything coming going on that those two guys could get some playing time uh, this year. All right, guys, so let's move on to the Blue Jays. Love the Blue Jays this year. They are so young. And what have I talked about with them is that they have the young bats. Do they have the pitching to be able to uh, make a deep run? They have some top-tier pitchers that are on the verge of coming up and making impacts this year. So it would be interesting to see how they use them. Who do they have in the top 15, basically, that have coming up? they got Nate Pearson, uh, Jordan Grohans, Anthony Kay, Alec uh, Manoa, um, Samoan Woods Richardson and Patrick Murphy. All pitchers except for uh, Groshans, who, you know, is at the lower levels. He's not going to make an impact this year. Um, He's definitely probably, he's not going to be called up this year. He's just there because he's young and they they, um, really like him in their system. But the two guys that are probably going to make an impact at some point this year, you look at Nate Pearson, 
He's a potential number one, number two guy. He's got an upper 90s fastball. And his slider has plus-plus potential to really be a nice wipeout pitch. I think the guy that's going to be up first is Anthony Kay. He's more of a back-into-the-rotation type guy. But both of those guys are going to make an impact at the major league level uh, this year. And you think about uh, another guy that they'd signed out of uh, Japan, and it is uh, Shun Yamaguchi. Um, So we'll see. He'll definitely um, be on the team this year as a pitcher. I just don't know in what capacity they're going to be using uh, him. I'm not as familiar with him and his skill set. And then some outfielders that are in the lower level in their uh, organization, Anthony Alford and Jonathan Davis. I don't think they're major impact guys, but um, as far from a depth uh, position, they probably will get um, maybe at least a taste this year and can see what they can do. So keep an eye on those players in the AL East. It's going to be a big-time division this year. I'm really interested to see who comes out of there. Obviously, the Yankees are a powerhouse. You talk about Cole um, as their main guy, but I... You know, they do have, I've talked about it before, it's not like I, besides Cole, it's not like I think they have devastating pitching, but you think that their lineup is going to be able to take them places, but the the sleeper, the dark horses, the Rays and the Blue Jays, I'm really interested to see what they can do this year. Let's move on to the AL Central, and we'll start off with the White Sox. Obviously, everybody is very high in the White Sox this year. They have a really good young core you have Luis Robert coming up this year. I don't think I need to talk on him much. I think everybody knows what kind of impact player he can be. So it's going to be fun to watch him and see with the rest of those young bats who they can bring up. But you have uh, Michael Kopech, who they have on the on the 60-man roster. Andrew Vaughn, uh, Nick Mangrel, uh, Dane Dunning, Jimmy Lambert, Zach Collins, and... Luis uh, Basabe and Michael Kopech. Uh, he had Tommy John last year, and it looks like he's going to sit out uh, this year as well. Um, that's not what you want to hear if you're a White Sox fan. He had the potential to be a big-time player, but he just uh, – they have some um, concerns of his, his mental health and where he's going to stand there, so – Hopefully he can get better and be back next year, but it looks like he won't be playing uh, this year at all. So who are the guys that can possibly make an impact? Uh, You look at Nick Mangrel, uh, second base, uh, probably is the position you're going to see him at because you have um, Anderson at shortstop. Um, He's a 60 hit, uh, doesn't have much power. He's a 30 power, 60 run, fielding is 60, and his arm is 60. His strength is making contact, and he's a a plus runner. He's a 309 hitter in the minor so far, and they really see him as either being a top of that lineup or someone who's going to be at the bottom of the lineup to kind of revamp it. Uh, He's going to provide solid defense at second base. I definitely think at some point you'll see him making his debut this year. He's probably a 75% chance, but he's been performing in, in the minors, and with that youth and if they can make a run, I, I think that they're going to bring him up and hopefully add to the, the core that they have. Uh, a pitcher, uh, Dane Dunning, who has an opportunity to make um, a debut this year. He's got a sinker-slider combo. 
He's more of a middle-of-the-rotation guy, so he just adds to the depth of the pitching that they have. And, of course, you have Zach Collins at the catcher position who will be at the major league uh, level in some capacity uh, playing uh, this year for them. Um, they did add some uh, catching depth, though, so it'll be interesting to see um, how much run he will be able to get. Let's move on to the Indians. And they have a lot of uh, young players that are on the 60-man roster of, of their top 15. Uh, you got Nolan Jones, uh, George Valera, Tyler Freeman, uh, Ethan Hankins, uh, Bo Naylor, Daniel Espinino, uh, Aaron Bracho, Tristan McKenzie, Daniel Johnson, Bobby Bradley, and Logan Allen. So that is a lot of players um, in the um, prospect organization that they are um, keeping on their 60-man. They, they got a nice team in the Indians. This division is going to be interesting. I think the main guys that could possibly make an impact this year, um, you look at Nolan Jones, who um, has a 60 hit, 60 power, 50 run, 50 field, 60 arm. Um, he's a patient hitter. He walks a lot, and he has plus plus uh, or plus raw power. I don't. He's probably got a 50-50 sh- uh, shot this year. I don't know, depending on what happens, if they end up bringing him up. But he is the number one prospect in their organization. Guys that you probably definitely are going to see this year are uh, Bobby uh, Bradley. He hit 33 home runs last year in 2019 at AAA. He's, they see him kind of as a, a backup fill-in role. They do have some depth at the uh, DH position in Famille Reyes and, and Jake Bowers. But he does have the best raw power in the system. But it does come with some swing and miss uh, stuff with him. So um, if, they, if they need the depth, he's a guy that can play first base. Um, he also, I think, can play a little bit of outfield, probably the corner positions. He's a power guy, so if you needed an injection of someone that can uh, add some pop or you have some issues with uh, Reyes or Bowers who are struggling, you could see him uh, come up and make an impact. And then from the pitching standpoint, um, they have Logan Allen, who's a left-handed pitcher who probably is going to be up. Um, And then the other outfielder who possibly can make an impact is Daniel Johnson. He's got average raw power. Plus speed, nice arm strength, and he has the ability to play all the outfield positions. So be on the lookout for Daniel Johnson or Bobby Bradley possibly making a a jump to the majors this year. Let's move on to the Tigers. And they also have a lot of players in their top 15 um, on their 60-man, which is good to see. Um, You got Matt Manning, you got Casey Mize, Riley Green, Isaac uh, Paredes. Uh, Tariq uh, Scoble, uh, Alex Fideu, uh, Daz Cameron, Willie Castro, Jake Rogers, Anthony Castro, and Brian Garcia. So with the Tigers, of course you have Casey Mize, who is a a stud right now. 97-mile-an-hour fastball, uh, double-plus splitter. He's got a hard cutter, a really nice slider. He's got above average command, and he's really uh, looks to be the future of that rotation and the ace of that rotation. So keep an eye on uh, Mize. He's probably got a 75% chance um, of making it up to the majors this year. You also have Matt Manning, who's probably on that same uh, range of 75% to 100% of making a debut. 
His fastball is like 92-95. He's got a high spin curve and a plus changeup. He's more probably of the elk of a middle-of-the-rotation guy. I think they're thinking Mize is going to be that front-end starter, but Manning is definitely going to make an impact, and he has the opportunity to be more than that, but that's the range that they're looking at for him. Um, also, Tyreek uh, Scoble, who possibly could be called up, he sits at the 95-mile-an-hour. He's got a curveball-slider combo. His K per nine in the minors was 13.2. And they really like what he is doing there. I think that that um, fastball with the the curveball slider combo really allows him to uh, offset people. But like I said, a thirteen point two K per nine in the minors is very strong. He's probably in that that same range. They got some nice young pitching on the Tigers, so um, they're they're doing the right things. They're building the right way. As far as bats go, that could possibly come up. You're looking at Isaiah Paredes. He uh, hit two eighty two with 13 home runs uh, last year. He's a third baseman. He's got elite uh, plate discipline, above average power. They're thinking he might end up at, at first base, though. Uh, I think he's a big body guy, kind of like you think about uh, Vladdy, who started out at third base, and then now it looks like they're going to move him over to first. So I think um, he might end up being a first baseman, but be on the lookout for him possibly making a debut this year. And then you got Willie Castro, who is a, a shortstop. I definitely think he'll be playing at some point. He's a contact hitter. Um, he kind of struggled in his debut last year, but um, he's versatile within the infield positions. I really see him possibly being a utility guy for um, the Tigers. They can kind of move him all around the field, kind of like a Josh Harrison type. So keep an eye out for Willie Castro. All right, let's move on to the Royals. And um, not as much as some of these other teams, but they do have a good amount of players uh, within their top 15 that are on the 60-man. You got Bobby Witt Jr., uh, Daniel Lynch, uh, uh, Jackson Coar, uh, Khalil Lee, Brady uh, Singer, Chris uh, Bubik, and Kyle Isabel. Um Probably not a lot of these guys um, going to make a debut this year, but two I wanted. Of course, everybody knows about uh, Bobby Wood Jr. and the impact he can make. He's not going to make his debut this year. Um, he's just too far away, just because he um, just got on the team. But um, in the future, he's definitely an impact player. It's nice to see him in the camp and getting the reps that he needs. Um, the players that you probably you might have a chance of seeing. Uh, Khalil Lee, he's an intriguing, you know, mix of kind of that power speed combo that I really like in players when you can have that um, nice combination of both. I think he leans more to the the speed side of the of the uh, power speed. He had uh, eight home runs, but he had 53 stolen bases last year. So obviously, he's the type of player that has that uh, feel for stolen bases. He's a below-average feel for hitting and kind of um, strikes out quite a bit. That's the knock on him. Can he get to the power? Can he uh, continue to be a consistent hitter and get on base? He does have the ability to play um, the corner outfield position. So if the Royals do need a speed guy that they want to come up, uh, Lee is a guy that could come up and make a fancy impact if you if you need a speed guy and he, and he uh, starts playing. He probably has a 50-50 chance of being called up, but 
If he does, just know that he's a speed guy and he has potential there. You look at Brady Singer uh, with them, who was at AA last year. Got a nice sinker-slider combo. He's a, he's a ground ball type pitcher, which you would expect for a guy that throws a sinker. Um, so he's got the, the sinker-slider combo, and he has that low arm slot that he uh, pitches out of. So he'll be interesting to see if he comes up and, and um, gets an opportunity this year. He He's probably in the 75 to 100% range of being able to pitch um, at the major league level. Let's move on to the Twins, guys. Last team in the AL Central. Of course, you have uh, Royce Lewis, who they have on the 60-man roster. Uh, Alex Kurloff, uh, Trevor uh, Larnick, Johan Duran, uh, Brent uh, Rooker, Travis uh, Blackenhorn, uh, Gilberto uh, Celestino, Ryan Jeffers, Devin Smelter, Randy uh, Dubinak. So they do have quite a few players that they are keeping on the 60-man with them. Royce Lewis, I don't, I'd love to see him come up this year, but the Twins have so much depth. I don't know if he ends up getting the call-up. Him and um, uh, Kurloff are interesting guys because the, the Twins have a great roster right now, and they're, they definitely are top of that division Um race with the White Sox and Indians. So it's kind of going to be a three-man race there. And I and it goes back to what I maybe talked about last episode too, is it's, I'm not sure how teams are really going to react if it's, if they're really in the hunt, are they going to try and bring an influx of a couple guys that they know can make an impact um, and help their team out and bring some of these top-level prospects up? Or are they going to hold them back? Or if if the season doesn't pan out the way they want, and they want to get some of these guys reps. Are they going to start bringing up players just to get them some major league at-bats? It's going to be interesting to see how teams play these rosters. But let's let's go back into the players. Uh, Royce Lewis, he's a plus power guy, really hard contact. I think the knock on him is can he be consistent enough? Can he hit consistently enough? The Twins are really moving him all around the field right now. Um, they've been playing him at second base, third base, and center field. So I think that they might be using him or getting him ready to be able to play any position for a call-up at some point. He was at AA last year, and he's only – he's only um, I think he's in his early 20s. So um, be interesting to see if they call up Royce Lewis. He's a 50% guy, I think. You got uh, Kurloff, who's a – he's just a pure hitter. They're giving him a double-plus hit tool, above-average power – He's going to be a first baseman or an outfield corner position type guy. So keep an eye for those two main guys. Uh, You have Trevor uh, Larnick, who uh, is their number three prospect as well, and he plays the outfield. They're calling him kind of the classic corner outfield uh, guy. He's just a masher. He's going to hit for solid power. But you're going to trade that off with strikeouts as well, which kind of comes with one of those traditional corner outfield guys where you're, you'll take the power for the um, occasional strikeouts that you're going to get. And one other guy I wanted to mention who is not in their top 15, but I think he could get some play this year is Nick Gordon, um, who is a shortstop for them. In the, in the, he played at AAA last year. 
And he hit 298. He had 14 stolen bases. He's more of a defensive player, but he can play both shortstop and second base. So if they need some depth there, you could see uh, Nick Gordon coming up to the majors at some point and making a debut. All right, the last of the AL divisions, we're going to go into the AL West, and we're going to start with the Astros. And they do have some uh, players here that have a lot of potential of making their debuts, a lot of pitching. Um, Forrest Whitley, Brian Abreu, you have Abraham Toro, who's an infielder, Brandon uh, Bilak, uh, Jose uh, Acuity. Uh, Christian Javier, uh, Colonel Perez, Luis Garcia, and Garrett Stubbs. And a lot of these guys have a good opportunity of making an impact at some point, whether it's middle relief um, or um, maybe jumping into the rotation. I think Forrest Whitley, who's their number one prospect, is on is is going to make a debut at some point this year. He's got a nice fastball. He's got a solid changeup, solid slider. They're saying all of these could be uh, get up to plus plus. I think the biggest thing on Whitley right now is he needs to improve in his command and control. I think that's a knock on him. There, If he does that, all his pitches are going to end up being a plus or plus plus type pitch. So you're talking about a fastball, changeup, slider combo. He kind of... And when they when I hear uh, scouts talk about him, it kind of reminds me of where like Tyler Glasnow was, where he had, you know, a high power fastball, a great curveball in that Pirates organization, but he didn't have control or command over it. So I think that's where Whitley's at. If he can really hon- hone in on his command and control, he could be a top tier pitcher. Um, from a bat standpoint, you look at Abraham Toro. He is their number six prospect uh, in the organization. He's just a pure hitter. He kind of has his defensive limitations, though, but he is a switch hitter. So he has some versatility um, with where he can play. He's, he, he's just a guy that could come up and bring a spark as far as hitting and uh, really put the ball in play. But he also has his hard time. I don't think they have a, an exact position for him. So he might have a hard time um, finding the field, but I think he will play in some portion um, of the year with the Astros. And then you talk about um, the other guy I wanted to mention was Brian Abreu. He's more of the guy that has a potential for high leverage position right now, kind of stick him in. He's got a a plus-plus breaking ball uh, mix. It's a... It's kind of like a 12-6 curveball with of kind of like with a wipeout slider look to it. So um, he has an opportunity to come up, and I think they'll probably use him in higher leverage situations if he is on the roster. Last year he had a 11.5 K per nine in the minors, so he does have those wipeout pitches that you look for in a closer or a setup guy. So keep an eye on Brian Abreu maybe making an impact um, in those later innings. Let's move on to the Angels, guys. Uh, of course, you got um, some of these guys on the 60-man. You got Joe Adele, Jordan Adams, Brandon Marsh, uh, Jemiah Jones, Chris Rodriguez, Patrick Sandoval. Those are some of the main guys in the top 15. I think 
you're probably uh, – Joe Madden recently said that Adele has some things that he has to work on. I don't know if Madden's blowing smoke or what, but I, I think you see Adele at some point this year, especially if the Angels have a chance. I think you're looking at 90% chance that we see Joe Adele, maybe even 100%. They better call him up this year. Um, I'd love to watch him play. He's that potential five-tool guy. They're saying, you know, 30-plus home runs and double-digit stolen bases with a solid average. I don't know why you wouldn't want that in your lineup. So hopefully we see uh, Joe Adele this year. Um, Jemiah Jones, he's a second baseman for them. He's He's got above-average speed. He, he really controls the strike zone. He's a second baseman um, and is – Consistency, consistency at at the plate is kind of his struggle. I think he's more of a defensive player, so I think he's got a fifty fifty shot of maybe uh, possibly playing this year. But he's more of a defensive type player, and those are some of the the guys that will have a shot at uh, making their debut. You, um, Patrick Sandoval, um, who's a left handed pitcher for them, probably will uh, as well. But you're looking at the depth pieces that he's probably going to be you know, mid relief or maybe make a start or two. Let's move on to the A's. Uh, The guys that are on the 60-man, you have Jesus Lazardo, A.J. Puck, Robert uh, Passon, Sean Murphy, Dalton Jeffries, Sheldon uh, Nuis, uh, Austin Allen, uh, Greg Dietschman, uh, Logan Davidson, Nick Allen, James Caparellin, uh, and Grant Holmes, a lot of players uh, within their top 15 range of prospects that they have. I definitely think that uh, Lazardo and A.J. Puck are going to be making impacts uh, this year. I think everybody is familiar with them, so it's going to be fun to watch them in the 60-game uh, 60 stretch and see how they can impact that team. From guys that... Um, that probably can make a bigger impact this year. Um, you're looking at Sean Murphy, and I know he did play uh, last year as well, but he's an, he's an elite defensive catcher. He's got a plus-plus arm, and he, he really has some solid, solid power potential. So as a catcher standpoint, he's young. I would keep an eye on him. He definitely has 20 home run potential in him. So moving forward, um, Sean Murphy is a guy you want to uh, keep an eye on. And Sheldon Nuis, he uh, AAA last year, he he hit uh, three seventeen with twenty seven home runs. He played second base last year, and he's a versatile guy. I think that they're trying to get him at different positions to see if they can uh, fit him in. But I think he has um, probably a ninety percent chance, hundred percent chance of playing um, throughout the majors this year. Um, but he could make an impact from an average and home run standpoint for your team. Let's talk these last two teams, guys. We got the uh, Mariners. And like I mentioned earlier, uh, Julio Rodriguez did get uh, a wrist injury. I hope that that is nothing serious. Um, And he can kind of break out of that. But here are the main guys that they kept on their 60-man. A lot of players as well. Um, from their top 15 prospects, you have Julio Rodriguez, you had uh, Jared Clinic, um, Logan Gilbert, Evan White, Novio Marte. Uh, Marte is a guy that I'm really high on. I talked about him in a, a shortstop episode. 
uh, Jake Freely, Kyle Lewis, uh, George Kirby, Justin Dunn, Brandon Williamson, Isaiah Campbell, Cal uh, Raleigh, Justice Sheffield, and uh, Juan Ten. Basically, they have all their top 15 prospects on the 60-man roster, which is cool to see. It would be fun to see if they if they called up Julio Rodriguez or Jared Klinek this year to make an impact. I think that they're below 50% chance of doing that. I think Klinek probably has a better shot of the two, especially now with the injury. They got him from the, uh, the Mets last year in that Cano deal, and... Um, he's really got an advanced feel for for the plate, short, compact swing, which you'd like to see. Potential twenty, uh, he is a twenty twenty guy in uh, twenty nineteen, above average runner, and they're they're mocking him up to be a potential all star. So keep an eye on him. And then Evan White, who uh, is a first baseman with them, I think that he's going to get a shot this year. He's a plus defender um, at first base with twenty home run potential. And then you talk about Kyle Lewis, who has the tools to be a an impact player. I, he, uh, he's playing last year. I think that they're going to run him out this year. I hope that he can make a strong impact. And, of course, Justice Sheffield, um, from the pitching standpoint, it's going to be fun to watch uh, some of these youthful players on the Mariners. Let's go to the last team, last and final team, the Rangers. You have uh, Lodi uh, Tavares, Josh Jung, Shirtin Apostle, Sam Huff, Nick Solak, Anderson uh, Tejada, and Joe uh, Palumbo. And the guys that I'm probably going to see making an impact this year, uh, Lodi Tavares, he uh, was at double A last year. He's a plus-plus defender. He has some questions um, on the bat side. He kind of he, he's not a real uh, power guy. He's kind of soft contact hits for um, hits for average there. Doesn't have a ton of speed, but if you're looking at defensive versatility and a guy that has a strong arm and can play um, the premier position of center field, he could possibly uh, make an impact this year from a defensive standpoint. And then uh, Nick Solak who um, was with the Rays. He hit uh, 293 last year. He's got solid raw power. Uh, between the AAA and majors last year, he hit 32 home runs. I think the biggest knock on Solak is just his defense. So they have a position that they feel very comfortable with him. He's probably second base or outfield if they're going to um, have him out there. But he's definitely a power guy. He's going to hit for um, some solid average. So he could be an impact bat on your team. Of course, he, uh, Josh Jung at third base, but I don't know if he's really going to... He was at the lower levels last year, um, so I don't know if he's going to get the call-up this year and make an impact. Um, but yeah, guys, I hope you this was useful for you. I hope it gave you some good insight to the 60-man rosters on the AL side. And like I mentioned, I think a, a lot of teams are going to be using you know pitching, um, from these uh, 60-man rosters and uh, making sure they're keeping their guys fresh. COVID obviously going to play a huge factor. If a couple of these guys go down, 
teams are kind of going to be in that pinch of are they going to call up some of these prospects and let them get some playing time or are they going to go more with the uh, veteran um, type guys that they have rostered as well on the 40 man so just keep an eye out through the season it's going to be really fun I'm excited for this um, MLB season to start we got seven days from now can't wait to watch Yankees Nationals is going to be um a great matchup. You're going to have Scherzer and Cole going at it. Um, with those two lineups, you got Soto and that whole Yankees lineup. You got Robles and it's going to be fun. Can't wait for it. Enjoy the rest of uh, your week. I'm going to continue putting out content. If you guys are enjoying my episodes, please uh, subscribe. Give me the five stars. Give me some uh, comments. I would appreciate it. If you are on social media, go check me out on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok. I'm on TikTok. I'm at Catching Heaters on all of those platforms. Have a great weekend and thanks for listening, guys.